Welcome to the Reading Aloud Podcast, a place where the creative, emotional, and hilarious aspects of relationship communication are explored in real time by a real couple. That's us. And a baby. (laughs) Enjoy. All right, so we're here in bed because we can't motivate to... Well, no, it's not we can't motivate. I mean, you're super sick, and we are about to head into the probably the busiest, most intense two-week period that we've had in a really long time. And we're coming in kind of like a, a square blade. cube rolling down a hill. Like, boom, 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 boom. There's, there's like no flow in it at all. It's just tumbling. Yes, the square cube down a hill sounds very accurate. And it keeps getting stopped. Why is this such a hard time? It's supposed to be such a good time. Well, not a good time. It's supposed to be a busy time. But why are we getting all these other things layered on? Like our kid randomly puking in the car on the way to daycare. Some of these viruses and diseases that we're getting from our kid, I've never even heard of them. They're well, not regular shit. They're unnamed. They're not cold. Wait, how do you know the names of what he's getting? It's that I don't. Okay. That, well, you well know, of the, course you've never heard of them then. Before, <laughs> before COVID, there was the common cold, uh-huh. the flu, uh-huh. the stomach flu, uh-huh. sinus infection, allergies, ear infection. Like, that's kind of it. Uh-huh. You got ear infections before a kid? I never had an ear infection in my life. Have you? Oh, me neither. Neither has he. Oh, well, I guess we can rule those out. <laughs> it, but isn't what he's getting just variations of those things? Babe, I don't know. I've not felt like this in my life ever. <laughs> and even when I was in college when shit was nasty, that hippie school, nasty, nasty things going around, it, I never felt like this. At what point do you have just like a, a body ache on the right side of your body, no sniffles, and you can't really see straight? Like, what is that? That's right fuzzy-sidedness. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's just, it, it's it's what you get when you have kids. It is just what you get when you have kids. Mm-hmm. And we only have one. Speaking of, who's going to be two? One is going to be two. He's going to be two. You know, so funny. I saw myself writing on somebody else's uh, post on Instagram who has a baby around our same age. Um, And I was like, how are our babies already two? And I swear to you, if I had read that, somebody else (laughs) saying that, the thought that used to go through my head, what? Wait, wasn't it just you a couple podcasts ago? Yep. And were making fun of me for being like, you sound like you're in Southern Living Moms magazine. And then there you are. I can't believe the babies are almost two. I mean, that those words came out of my mouth. And as I was writing them, I was like, shame on you, Muddy Soul. Shame on you. <laughs> you but, know what? What? They grow up so fast. <laughs> <laughs> They're just precious little angels. So I'll tell you what. Cherish every moment. Cherish every moment. Let me just say, I. it's that she and I had babies around the same time and I it just did, felt yeah. like it felt like oh wow we made it through this together because we've been there every single day every step of the way there for each other and yeah. also two two feels like it's in a totally different category like it's, it really doesn't feel like a baby so it does actually feel like it's that's a big jump 
And that is one of the things that is happening in the next couple weeks. Oh my gosh, y'all. Is that Neo's turning two, and in classic Muddy Soul and Adam fashion, we are going way over the top and throwing him a Met Gala-themed birthday party. Yeah, fashion's second biggest night of the year. Fashion's second biggest night, and the theme is wow. wow. You know what's so funny? So, do you remember how we came up with that theme? Um, not really. I remember the conversation we had when we came up with the whole theme of the party. Well, that I, was like a week after his first birthday. Right. We were I, I remember around Lake in the Louise, park. Yep. And you were like, guess what? I figured out his second yeah. birthday party theme. I was like, uh, ex- I mean, this is why I love you, by the way. I'm like, do tell. And you were like, fashion's second biggest side of the year. Like you even have a dad joke woven in there. I love it. Yeah. This is season six finale, babe. This is season. I mean, it's incredible. You know, I was sharing our podcast with somebody else the other day, not sharing it, but like just saying that we had a podcast and they looked it up and they were like, you have 146 episodes. And I was like, yeah, we've been doing this for a while. I mean, that's a lot of content. It's going to be good. People, what was it? One of the... So now I'm worried about our theme, though. Oh, it's... So let me just say, I think it's really vague. Everybody is like, oh my gosh, I love it so much. I'm so... And maybe they're just saying that because they don't know what else to say. I feel like I would interpret it as like, like kind of like pop art. Like I would feel like I would have like a suit with like, like the Batman style, like boom, wham, you know, kind of. Why don't you? <laughs> well, because I already have my outfit. Right. But I mean, that could have been your outfit. It could but, have. Yeah. But that's, but I hear that pop art. I think it's really vague. Somebody, one of the dads from Neo's daycare was like, so I have a question. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, is it like pinning trash bags to your outfit or like going out and renting a suit and I was like oh it's definitely trash bags to your outfit (laughs) like the weirder the better so what do you think do you think people are going to dress up oh 100% they are Uh uh-huh 100% people are real excited do you think that this venue is prepared for what they're yeah no I don't think they have any clue I don't think they have any clue I think the venue we used last time western theme was perfect for them this venue this is a Met Gala is actually very perfect for them. They're all dark and stormy and broody and shit. And I think that this like is going to be so fun and mod and cool. And I think they're not, I don't think they even understand when we say that 75 people are coming, that 75 people are really coming. (laughs) So do you think that people judge us? Like if you walked upon someone's two year old's birthday party and there were 75 people all in costumes, I think two things. I think yes and no. I think, First of all, if I had been still dealing with infertility, I would have been so sad and so jealous. And I'm like, that's what my life would look like if we could have babies. So that would be a different thing. I would be very, very excited to see something like that. I'd be like, they're so cool. And then I'd be inspired. That's typically how I think of things that are really out there. I get really inspired. And I'm like, look at all that creativity. I don't have a lot of jealousy or judgment. Now, I think the question... I think that's it's a good point. And I just sidebar, I think... The world needs more of that right now. Like everything feels very khaki in a lot of ways. Like everything's become plain. Parties have become like you got to do this. There's so much out there that and we're so hustle and bustle that people in, in, in kind of the modern mainstream world don't have time to be creative anymore. And that's a shame. 
Uh, you trying to make one of those balloon arches. That shit's hard. I guess they're paying to have them made. They look like fancy parties out there in the basic world. Regardless, I would say that... Yeah, but they're not... They're fancy. They're just not creative. But they're not creative. Yeah. Well, now we're judging people who don't do what we're doing. I'm just trying to agree with you that it could be inspiring. It is inspiring, yeah. There would be a part of me that would ask the question, who are who are these people and are they using their creativity and power for good or for bad because we he is going to be riding in on a convertible Bentley. <laughs> and that was just it just happened. It was just oppor- it was an opportunity that we took and the creativity was that we were like, "Oh, yes, we will take this hand-me-down white amazing fancy power wheels Bentley yes we are not going to turn something like that down and then it was the creativity it was like he can drive into his own party in that so it is going to be ridiculous people will judge us many people will judge us do we care what people think about us oh my god no do you well I think it's easy to say no it's so easy to say like I don't care what people think about me but Mm. I think it's harder in real life to I care what people close to me think but also, sometimes not. Like, if they're not going to get it, they're not going to get it. I'm definitely not going to go through all this to then worry about it. Also, it's not much of a party. We All we're doing is bringing out a red carpet, getting some balloons, and putting a backdrop up. We're going to order some boas and some fun sunglasses yeah, and top hats. Yeah, and put out some snacks. Yeah. I mean, it's... But like the concept of a red carpet, but it's our friend's roofing company who's giving us like a brick red (laughs) piece of fabric that we're turning into a red carpet. I mean, it's really not. It's all just creativity. It's all just creativity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Two days after his birthday, we are going to bury your mom's living ashes. Are they in a tree? They are in a, I don't know what exactly the thing looks like, but they are thing that you plant and so they're in soil or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know exactly the configuration. Do you know what kind of tree it's going to be? I do not. Do you think we had a choice in that? Maybe. Potentially. Dad's taking care of that, so. I know we have a lot on our plate before then, and I know that you want to take some time. Actually, this weekend we were supposed to take some extra time to come up with some some things that we're going to do. But do you feel, for me, it feels... Because there's one, the piece about surrogacy is what we're going to talk about, too. So it's like surrogacy exam, Neo's birthday, and then your mom's. That's, that's that's top three. Top three things. Yeah. I mean, it's very impactful, important, big life events all happening within a condensed cluster of each other. And on top of that... There's also just a lot happening in our lives and not nearly as important. I don't say that in the sense that it's important, but like if all three of these things were happening over a break or something like that, when we didn't have anything else going on, they would still be very, very, very important. But it's just this added layer of consistency in our lives because there's so much else going on. And now on top of that, we're also... We've been sick for like two weeks, basically, on and off. It can feel very overwhelming at times. It kind of feels like pre-COVID in the way that our lives were before COVID happened. Everything got so slow then. But before that, we traveled all the time. We were moving all the time. We were busy all the time. It's kind of sweet. I mean, taking the exact things out, like which one, what we're doing, because those are just so meaningful. But just the busyness, 
I feel good, you know, that you've been able to go out of town and leave me alone with, and that I've been able to handle that. And I've been able to go, I was in New York for four days and you were able to handle that. And I just think in general, and we were sick during different parts of those times. And still we just, and you know, you randomly left town to go to a basketball game. I mean, those things are good. It's good for us. Mm -hmm. I feel like, thank God, totally spiritually and emotionally, I'm able to do stuff like that. These have been the first few months that that has been true for me. And it's just such a big life improvement. It makes me think that of what I had kind of hoped for with a baby was that we would have a baby and have our lives, the lives right. that we love, the style of life that we right. love. And we talked on the last podcast about, you know, there was some grief in preparing for a second kid and to be pregnant. We'll, we'll kind of give an update on that shortly. But like we've now normalized to having Neo and he's two and even though he's a crazy toddler and all that comes with that we can still kind of like handle him independently and we have a routine and a schedule and whatnot and figure that out but we talked about how that was hard because we have reached that place with him <clears throat> it's definitely sweet and you know what we'll have another year of that hopefully close that's to right that's so right. with the and he'll get another year of mm -hmm. learning to be more independent and you know i'm glad that we're gonna have this I'm much time yeah, I'm glad that we're going to have not only this much time just with him, if that's what you're saying, but like where he's just that much older. Mm -hmm. A lot know? of people said that four was a really good distance. It feels like a lot for me based on our age and just wanting to, you know, we'll talk about this, you know, if if we're lucky enough to get pregnant, just more about the um, what you were sharing with me last night about just feeling like you'll be you're excited for the season after the season of fertility. I mean, this is really like if what we have going on this week goes well, we will be out almost completely out of our fertility journey. Yeah. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about the fact that our surrogate got approved, medically approved. Amazing. And with that, that was about a month ago. And with that, we started to get the first draft written up of the, legal contract that we have to have. We got all of our psyche vows. You and I had to have an evaluation. They had to have actual psyche vows, her and her spouse. What I want people to recognize about this is that we are doing this typically when, when folks go through this process, they go through an agency, when they go through a thir surrogacy process. Because we have a relationship with this person, you know, we're not going through an agency. And while that it's a lot benefits us in a lot of ways. It also makes all of these things that you're just describing in like 10 times more difficult because number one, when you initially approach people, they don't believe you <laughs> because they're like, what, who's your agency? Oh, you're not going through. And it's just a lot, a lot, a lot of questions and a lot of work that is not your day job. And, oh my gosh. Ton of work and big, huge props to you for, just really doing the bulk of it. It's been incredible to watch. Yeah, I've had a good time. I mean, this kind of stuff, funny enough, even though you're really good at organizing in details, like this kind of thing, I don't know why, but my mind, I don't, I don't, I, you know, that's something for me to actually think about why my mind works so well in these kind of big situations. I think it's when I'm motivated to do something. So if somebody says, hey, put on a party tomorrow or next week or something and I have to get all the things in place and I'm not that motivated around it. it it's just so overwhelming and my brain doesn't work like that but this 
this just, I'm so motivated. I'm like, we're going to do this. This is happening. And I feel spiritually driven by it as well. Like it's just, we keep getting yeses. We keep getting yeses. And I, in some ways, can't believe it's happening because the fertility journey has been so much disappointment, so much more disappointment than But then at the same time, there's been all these miracles that have come through. So even though I'm sort of surprised this is working out so well, I'm also not. I'm like, yeah, this is definitely happening. And I'm not surprised at all. So we got the medical approval. Then we started to get all of our legal pieces in order. And what Adam had said about the fact that when you approach a fertility clinic and say, hey, a good friend of mine and I are going to do this, they're like, "Um," and I mean, you should have heard I was in the car and she was like, oh, you have to have this and this and this and this. And I was like, can you pause because I'm going to pull over and I'm going to pull out my pen and paper. And I know that you think I'm crazy, but I'm going to take notes because we're actually going to do this. (laughs) And the notes were sparse and just, I don't know, there wasn't a whole lot of faith that we even knew what we were doing, but then we've done it. We've done it over the past three, four months. We've gotten it all together and I'm so proud of us and on and our surrogate is currently in the third week of taking the medication for a preliminary mock trial so she has to come in for an exam she would have had to have done that either way but she is preparing her body for the process and doing a a mock trial and then we'll turn around after that and do the actual transfer if this goes well I mean and then it's that's it babe that's our embryo that's it that's our embryo and then we go through a pregnancy a very different pregnancy hopefully right hopefully I think they give it like 10 to somewhere in the range we keep debating this but somewhere in the range of like 10 to 14 days or something that before they check it again and see if you're actually see if see if it stuck basically yeah if it took from there then it's a pregnancy very different (laughs) because you're not pregnant and still it is our baby and it is a form of that and I am so excited to walk this journey with you and it is unique I don't think that and I said this before on a podcast I don't think that it has felt super real like the the work has felt real but the actual like it's just been so different not being as hands-on as last time we were in the IVF process and just being with you every day when you're taking the shots and the patches. But I will say when you texted me the other day and you said basically good news on the first ultrasound after they'd been taking the medicine, it felt very real for me in that moment. Mm, yeah. So it was, that was a moment where I, and I felt joy. Mm-hmm. And I felt joy. I felt excitement and joy and yeah, all the whatever, you know, all those things. And it was really it was really special. But that was it was definitely one of the first times when it really felt like, OK, like this is truly happening right this now. This is truly happening. Because for me, it hadn't felt real until then. Do you have any part of you that's trying to hold out in case it doesn't work, like hold your hopes or something in case it doesn't work? Not consciously, you know, I'm not kind of like, often don't think about it like that, but I, I'm definitely not consciously holding out being like, oh, well, this might not work. Do you mean work in terms of the pregnancy or work in terms of the surrogacy and then you would start the IVF thing? Oh my God. (sighs) Jeez. I mean, at this point, I'm so far from hoping. I mean, I just so hope that that's not the case. Because, you know, not that long ago, we were pretty convinced that it wasn't going to work and you were going to do the abdominal cerclage and yeah. Yeah. We tried, we took the medicine and they were like, Oh, sorry, we missed the window. 
which is so rare, so rare. It was really almost when I was talking to her, I was like, we don't want to miss the window. And she was like, that actually doesn't happen very often at all. And I was like, what happened with me? And she was like, that's just a, that's really, really rare. And I was like, wow. It was less than a week later that we found out that our surrogate had been medically approved after that. So it was just, the timing has been incredible. Yeah, but I was ready to do it. Of course, Uh, you know, we want, we want this baby and yeah, you know, I probably would try. I probably would try, but also who knows? I don't know. At this point, I am so relieved that this is where we are. I am so grateful to not be pregnant. I say that with so much hesitancy. And I even say that with fear of like putting this out on, you know, into our podcast, into the world, because it's so scary and vulnerable. It's, you know, the last time we did IVF, we didn't talk, we recorded, but we didn't release any of it until after we were for sure we were pregnant as much as we could be sure. And we, we took it so, so gently and tenderly. And this time we're talking about it beforehand. We're still in the mock trial. She hasn't even right. been here for her mock trial, which is happening in a couple of days. But if that goes well, then we'll do the transfer. And it's just like, I don't know, we're talking about it before it's happening, talking about our hopes. And it's so vulnerable. Because all of this is can go any direction. I said to you the other day, like, I really think your mom is a part of this. And... I just the dates and even looking forward at some of the future dates, it's, a you know, you know, the transfer might be close to her birthday. This is happening within 72 hours of us burying her. And then when I started taking the medication, I started taking it on a Friday morning and she and she died that evening. And we didn't know that that was going to happen. I mean, you know, we just didn't know that she was going to die that very day. And I just feel like I have felt like ever since she died that she's really there with us because she didn't know we were doing this at all right no she had no no idea she did in her heart though she did and she also had like supersonic hearing so if we ever talked about it right. in the house right you'd think she'd be sleeping or if we were ever talking about it here in Asheville and she yeah heard it she, in Kentucky. she was like she would hear it yeah she's so smart She's so tuned in. And, you know, we thought about, like, she just wouldn't have even questioned it, you know? Not that many people have. I'm grateful just because I don't want that kind of pushback. Even our surrogate's mom, she, did you know that she told her just I recently? I did, yeah. And she was, she was like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. It's just so incredible. It's so incredible. This kind of thing to be able to, like, because when we came to this decision, it wasn't lightly. It wasn't flippantly, even though initially the clinic was like, whoa, what are you thinking? You know, it wasn't like that. It was deeply felt, deeply called in this direction. And even our surrogate said, she was like, this is kind of the closest thing I could imagine to a calling. It's like, when you're in that space now, again, it, even if it doesn't work out and I don't even want to, I don't want to give those hope, those caveats to like, well, it could not work out. Cause it's like, we know that. Right. But even despite the risks, it's just so, it just felt so right. And yeah. anybody I've ever talked to about it, the minute I say it, they're like, Oh yeah, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Which blows me away because like, I guess maybe I would have had that similar reaction, but at the same time going through it, I mean, surrogacy was so such a foreign Mm -hmm. concept i say this a lot you know i i knew what it was i'm not opposed to it like i support any form of a family and how that you get there but for me in my life it was so foreign and so truly the way that people have reacted to Mm. the news has Mm -hmm. been really heartwarming Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's because it's just 
it just feels right for us. Mm-hmm. It's not something that many people would not think that this was a good idea for themselves. It just wouldn't be. They felt like they could do it physically or, you know, meaning like, I don't know, they don't know if they could actually handle all of the stress of surrogacy. Our surrogates across the country. Yeah. And it just, all of it just still feels okay. I just feel so okay about it. And it has been amazing that the reception from the small group of people we've talked to about it, you know, mostly family and just a few close friends. And it, it is so important that we support each other always, the people around us in when we hear that wisdom coming through them, that we not use our own perceptions to try to flavor like, oh, well, I don't know if I could do that. Or is that really a good idea? Because I don't know if I believe that that's the right idea. But just to support, it's just like, yes, yes, support, support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're not done with our fertility journey. The next two to three months will are a huge two to three months. What do you feel like you've learned about yourself? And what do you feel like you want to take away from the past six years that we've been on this fertility journey? I'll take some time to think about that. I think that that's, even though I am moving forward with hope that this is it, I I feel like the story is not complete yet. Also, when you ask that, my my mind goes to a lot of dark places, you know? Like, I still feel a lot of resentment about the whole thing mm-hmm. that it it has felt it surprised me that it happened to us you know that kind of loss and that kind of struggle it surprised me just because you know I think I've lived a pretty charmed life so it's it was hard for me to contend with the fact that I wasn't getting something I wanted and then having a baby and it being so much harder than I expected I just you know you talked about realizing that there was that there was like PTSD and trauma that has happened with this for you. I think that for me too, and it still comes up in the form of anger for me. So I don't know that I have that sweet 2020 hindsight yet or, and maybe I won't ever, but I th- I'm going to take some more time to think about that. That's yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's super insightful of what you just said right there. You know, I think one thing that comes to mind for me is that this is a path that I have chosen and it comes with a lot of challenges and I live it now every day. Like it is a part of my world and I am so incredibly grateful for it. And this past six plus years of this journey specifically have not been easy. Mm-hmm. And so just kind of trying to balance all of that within my mind and spirit and body. I chose this. I'm grateful. I'm so lucky to have Neo, to have you. And this is hard. And I chose this. Mm -hmm. And I'm committed to it. Mm -hmm. And it's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And it's here. And I have fully transitioned away from an identity and a daily existence that I used to have. Mm-hmm. And how do I feel about that? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel good about it. And there's also loss there. Mm-hmm. Loss not in a way that I would rather be no, no, there. No, you can grieve any kind of but loss. But loss. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it just feels like 
I'm still asking myself the question of what are the lessons there and what is the learning there? I would love to think that at some point our we could look back and think, oh, our relationship was fortified by that. The only thing I've been able to really come to is the fact that our relationship, we got a lot of years with just the two of you, two of us. And yeah. we got to do a lot of really amazing stuff in that time. Yeah. And I remember sometimes people being like, wow, y'all do this and that and whatever. And I wouldn't, and it was people with kids and there was sort of a, a an oddness in the way that they would say it either like, oh, y'all are really lucky and privileged to be doing all this stuff like the traveling or things or or a jealousy or a kind of like curiosity. Why would you be doing all that? And, you know, in the back of my mind, I was like, because we can't fucking have kids. Right. Like it's, but all those things are amazing. They feel like a completely different life with you. And at first I felt like that life had been ripped away, but now it just feels like that was just a whole different season of our lives. And you said something last night about being glad to have the fertility journey behind us. And I think that it's true that that is actually going to change something for us. We'll have kids. This is the family that I think we're going to think is complete. We can just move forward. You know, there's not the pain of decision making. And should we have more? Should we do more? We can just move forward. I mean, it has been a constant. And I want I want you all as listeners to like hear that, too. Like, this isn't just like we have to make a decision every now and then. I mean, it has been a constant process, doctor's appointments, and, and you know, even with Neo, and then when Neo's a newborn, like, it has been a constant for the past six years, mm-hmm. and there will be release in that. Speaking of our relationship, I think that we've almost grown the most individually, hmm. maybe not as a couple, not that, that I don't say that in a bad way. I mean, we've clearly grown as a couple because it's been six years, but... We've grown a lot individually, and I think we've grown individually in how to support the other person and how to be there for the other person when they're having, you know, a certain experience. That's a really great point, and I appreciate that because I have often thought that it has just been an unnecessary struggle in our lives and that we didn't necessarily grow or flourish from it but I've also recognized the ways that you've grown and now that you're saying it that way I can see the ways that I've grown yeah too and like you said individually I want to come back to growing together though I'm ready yeah I'm ready to be in this parenting role together without our own individual issues coming up all the time yeah you know that keeps us separate sure I understand yeah well thanks for answering that question and um Yeah, I mean, I think it's one that we'll probably continue to explore on the podcast. Yeah, it's good. Thanks. I love you. I love you so much. See you on the other side of this. See you on the other side. Thanks, y'all, for listening and participating. We always have a great time with you. And if you enjoy the podcast, please go online and rate, review, share this with your friends. This is the way that we build this community. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.